You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, the best people in the world. Of course, I'm talking about you. Yes, you listeners and viewers of Locked On Spartans. I hope you had the best Memorial Day weekend in the world. I know I had a pretty good one. Didn't really actually do anything, which was awesome just to sit at home, see some family, see some friends, golf a little bit, throw my back out on the very first hole of the round. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, hopefully you had a great one as well. And if you were in Michigan, God, I hope you enjoyed the uh, scorching hot temperatures that are now finally, finally starting to roll in here as it's starting to feel like summer around these parts. Even though it is the summer, we've got a lot going on uh, at Michigan State. Or ironically, not a lot in the basketball program, and of course I mean the assistant coaching, that third role has yet to be filled. We'll hit on that in segment two. Am I worried about that, as it's almost been two months since that third vacancy on the bench has been opened? I'm actually not, but we'll hold off on that till segment two. Segment three, we got a lot of hypotheticals going on. Of course, hit up the mailbag at LockdownSpartans at gmail.com, and segment one, is uh, this actually came out before the weekend? The fine folks at the Athletic, uh, they had an awesome piece asking college agents anonymously what they thought about a whole lot of things in college football, of course, but namely the Mel Tucker extension, ninety-five million dollars, ten years, and yes, some anonymous scouts had some things to say about it. So of course I'm going to have some things to say about it. Yeah, I got to defend my guy Mel Tucker here. But before we get to that, hey, just want to thank you all for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen. Every single day and kicking off your week with us. That's right, your team in green and white every single day this week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then next week we're going down to three days a week. Sometimes we might mix in like a fourth episode and if it's a crazy week, yeah, we'll do five episodes. But as college sports get a little slower, we are going to go into our off-season programming. So that will be next week. Shows will be ideally out Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, but... You know how often we like to call audibles here on the Locked On Spartans program. So, yeah, just a little programming note there before we go any further. Um, And before we dive into anything else, hey, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, smash that subscribe button, comment below. And also, I do read these comments. Last week I was battling a brutal cold, and uh, actually Curtis Johnson very nicely commented, uh, hoping that I get better soon. So thank you very much, Curtis. I do feel a lot better. Um, yeah, little tip to, uh, parents out there or future parents or just human beings in general. Um, I'm not saying I did this necessarily, but if, if you're going on a walk with your kid that has a very runny nose and you're battling allergies and you put his Kleenex in your right jacket pocket and then your Kleenex in your left jacket pocket, don't forget what one to blow your nose into because, uh, I think that's how I got my cold by mixing up... The pockets with the Kleenex and blew my nose into toddler-soaked uh, tissue. So that's uh, that's how yours truly lost his voice last week. By a cold that started by that, probably way too much information, but I don't believe in that whole sort of thing because uh, you guys are the best and you deserve to know every tip that I got about parenthood. Keep your Kleenex under control. All right, let's get into things you actually care about. And that's Mel Tucker and what college agents feel about his extension. The Athletic, you know them. They're an incredible sports outlet. Uh, Yes, you got to pay for the subscription, but boy howdy, do you get what you pay for. They do tremendous work 
day in and day out, whether it's our guy Colton Pouncey. Uh, Nick Baumgartner does fantastic work for Michigan State as well when he's covering the Spartans during football season. And also Chris Vanini and Nicole Arbach, that's right, friend of the program. Uh, they combined forces to uh, do this little article here, this little piece, asking, I think it was five or six anonymous uh, college coaching agents, what they thought about a lot of things in college football. And yes, the Mel Tucker extension, that $95 million 10-year extension was directly asked, like this wasn't really uh, beating around the bush whatsoever. So let's get into it. The question was, quite simply, what are your thoughts on long-term deals like the ones to keep Mel Tucker at Michigan State and James Franklin in place? James Franklin's similar contract uh, situation as Mel Tucker. Of course it's different because, well, yeah, James Franklin has been at Penn State for quite some time, and he's built Penn State to be a respectable program. He's gone to Indy once. Um, so Mel Tucker was a little different. After two years, they're shoveling money and throwing it in the Mel Tucker locomotive. So they ask college agents about that. And I, I pick out two that I just want to go over right now. Um, because the other three agents, like, they had something to say, but nothing really fun to talk about, <laughs> for lack of a better term. So, what did agent number one have to say? After he talked about a little bit about Penn State, he said, uh, who other than Penn State would give James Franklin a 10-year deal? So what if he leaves? You'll get another one. You're Penn State. You can get another good coach. And then he goes on to say, with Tucker, if you want to give him that deal after he beats Ohio State, then I get that. You get it on a Saturday morning, and then you get smoked? Not even competitive? I think most of the select directors just have no guts. Now, for anyone that has forgotten, I don't suspect that you have forgotten, but yes, Mel Tucker signed that extension and it became official the day before Michigan State went down to Columbus to play Ohio State. Michigan State did not cover the spread against Ohio State, and that's all I'll say about that game. I think you, uh, I think you know what happened there. Ugh, yikes. Uh, okay, so, let's, I'm just going to tackle that really quick. Um, that's fair, that the timing in hindsight, not great that you sign this almost near $100 million deal and then it's 4-9-0 at halftime against Ohio State. Tough uh, look in hindsight, of course, but look, let's also go back to what was happening at the time. This, this wasn't a rumor for two days here, right? Like It was a thing for the better part of a month once Bruce Feldman floated out the rumor that LSU has interest in Mel Tucker when the offseason comes. That was floated out early to mid-October, so it has been a month now that this has been hanging over Michigan State's head, Mel Tucker's head. You got the free press coming out with that ridiculous headline before the Michigan game that, oh, Mel Tucker is just causing a distraction to his team by not addressing contract uh, extension concerns. Like, okay, so what, you want to prolong this? You want to keep going as we're getting closer and closer to the offseason? Like, no. Yes, the timing of it before the Ohio State game wasn't ideal, but in the grand scheme of things, after a month of it being a thing, it, it made sense. Yeah, like that's just the, the way the world works now. You want to keep your guy? Don't let him go in the offseason without a nice little extension that he kind of deserves. And let's go to agent number two here before I make uh, more of my grand point here. Um, so agent number two uh, says, Mel's got a great situation. I can go 8-4 and four every three years and not worry about getting fired. That's the greatest effing job in the world. It's really becoming irresponsible. I get that people say agents are the reason for this, but the fact administrators would do this shows how foolish they are. They're spending TV money they don't even have. Okay, the TV money is going to come soon enough. I don't care about that. Okay, I do care about that 
part of his little comment there. But the, the one I really want to hone in on is I'm actually confused. Like I can go eight and four every three years and not worry about getting fired. So I, I have a legitimate question. Like, is he saying that eight and four, like that you can go eight and four as your best every three years? Like you go six and six, six and six, eight and four, and he thinks that the people paying his contract would be happy with that. Spartan fans would be happy with that. Players would be happy with that. Or is he saying that like you can go eight and four every three seasons? Like, okay, you go ten and two, eleven and one, then eight and four. I don't think that's what he means. I'm sensing listen, hey, college coaching agents, they're in the business. I'm sure they know what they're talking about, but this seems a little delusional. Does it not? Like, I don't think Michigan State is paying this guy nine and a half million dollars over the next ten years every year to go eight and four. Like, that seems a little misguided. This seems like an agent that really doesn't handle new money teams popping up. You know, like teams like uh, Clemson, for example, that just rose to national prominence. Or even before that, Oregon coming out of nowhere and rising to national prominence. This seems like an agent that would be just punching the air as he watched Michigan State go 11-2 and with Mel Tucker's, yes, second least talented roster he will have here at Michigan State. So let's get into why. This is probably a good idea. Yeah, awesome. The Athletic asked a bunch of college agents their opinions. Would you like to hear a lowly podcaster's opinion on this? Sure you would. I think agent number two is a little, and by a little, I mean a lot of off base here. No. If you go eight and four every third season and you're going six and six, like no, you're not getting paid almost $100 million to just go to the Music City Bowl and have... Recruiting classes rank in, oh, the lower 30s or the upper 20s. Like, no, 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 no. Mel didn't get paid for solely what he accomplished either last year. Like, he didn't just get paid for beating Michigan. You know, like a lot of the Wolverine fans like to say. Uh, And honestly, what he did last year probably wasn't even half of what contributed to his deal. What it is is everything behind the scenes, which I think takes up the bigger part of the pie chart. He knows exactly what needs to get done at a place like Michigan State to get the Spartans to the top of the national landscape. Roster turnover right off the bat. Okay, he, he walked in and used the transfer portal brilliantly, whether that was ushering kids into the transfer portal, and it's dirty, but you know what? Hey, he's a guy that has no problem doing that, and that's how the world is now these days in college football. It ain't pretty, but it's what you gotta do. And not only did he usher kids out, but he brought kids in. Instant impact kids. Beat out some other top programs for these kids as well. Marketing this program as good as anyone possibly can, whether it be on social media, former players getting buy-in from Mel Tucker, and also, well, donors. Yeah, he's great with the donors as well. He was great with the donors before he even showed up to Michigan State. Of course, the old adage at Colorado is that he was doing a donor event when he already knew that he was coming to Michigan State. This guy's so relentless at working donors that he knew he was going to be coming to East Lansing. And he was still trying to bilk the donors in Boulder, Colorado for their thousands or millions or hundreds, whatever they have down there. I don't know. The guy is great at every single facet of college coaching, and he knows what to do. And that's by his experience everywhere, from the Big Ten to the NFL to the SEC at top-tier programs. And last but not least, he's getting paid because he knows how to get this turnaround on the field, and that is with recruiting. Look, this month in June, MSU is set to have at least seven five-stars visit campus this month. No, that doesn't mean that all seven are going to sign or even that one of the seven are going to sign, but 
when's the last time more than like three took a visit in the summer in a single offseason? I I don't think it was ever. So yes, recruiting has been booming. You got a smattering of four stars coming out here. And speaking of four stars, MSU had as many four stars in the 2022 class as the last three classes of the D'Antonio era combined. Look, Michigan State has this new renovated football facility going up in a year or two. They are flipping the keys to that Ferrari to a stunt driver. This is a big, big investment Michigan State is making in football. Not even the contract I'm talking about. I'm talking about all the resources around it, the new football center. They know that they have the guy to drive this forward. They're not flipping the keys of this Ferrari to some guy who's only driving experience is going on 696 to and from his 9-to-5 job Monday through Friday. No, no, no. Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker is a race car driver. He knows what he's doing. He's got to get the engine humming. He knows what it takes to get the engine humming. And let's say it doesn't work. Okay, at least he went for it. At least he went for it with a guy that knows the emphasis of recruiting, knows how to market, knows how to work the right people. Then just what? Riding the Brett Bielma train or whoever the hell else you're going to get other than Mel Tucker in the offseason? Like, no. Yeah, it was a lot of money, $95 million. But you are worth what people think you are worth, and the fine, lovely, generous donors of Michigan State think that Mel Tucker is worth almost $100 million, and I think he is too. Listen, just like I said, he just went 11-2 and and won a New Year's Six Bowl game with his second least talented roster he will ever have at Michigan State. That's not hyperbole. Just wait until all these recruits become upperclassmen, these four stars, hey, maybe five stars, blossom into the players that they are projected to be. Okay, all right, now we're cooking. So, yeah, no one went a little on that first segment there. But, hey, agents, I respect your opinions, uh, except you, agent number two. I think that was ludicrous, ridiculous. And, hey, I'd love to have uh, Chris or Nicole on the podcast here in the future. Um, I'll try to reach out to them here to see if they want to um, add even more insight to this, but yeah, until then, hey, check them out, theathletic.com, you know all their work, it's just fantastic what they do, and uh, we're going to be getting into a little bit of basketball talk here in a hot segment. First, I just got to talk to you lovely people about betonline.net, woo! Uh, we got some excitement coming up this week, uh, we got to wait all the way till Thursday for some NBA playoff finals, but you know what, in the meantime, check out betonline.net and all their lines, you can get Draymond Green. Finals MVP at 22 to 1 at betonline.net. Throw a shekel on that, throw $1 on that, you win 22 bucks. Bada boom, bada bing. How bad can that be? Guys, you've heard us talk about betonline.net forever, and for a good reason. They are your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures at BetOnline. It's your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So head to their lovely, lovely website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action at Bet Online. That's where the game starts. And before we dive headfirst into some Michigan State basketball talk, hey, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you lovely folks get your podcasts. All right, let's uh, let's dive into what's going on inside the Michigan State basketball program and their assistant coaching 
roll that has been open for almost, almost two straight months. Okay. Yikes. Actually, no, not really. Not not yikes. I'm not too worried about it. And listen, um, the, the big news, I guess, for Michigan State basketball would be that uh, Maurice Joseph joined uh, Butler's staff. Yes, Thad Mata filled out his staff, uh, his whole staff actually, faster than Tom Izzo replaced a single assistant uh, coach. But I'm not too bothered by that. And, and why I bring up Maurice Joseph is because that he was on the short list of assistant coaching candidates for this role. It was going to be Maurice Joseph. It's going to be Chris Fowler out of Northern Arizona. It's going to be Thomas Kelly out of Western Michigan. And also, Tum Tum Nairn's name was thrown around as well. So, Maurice Joseph, he is off the board. Now, I'm not concerned for two reasons. Uh, the first one is because I think he's off the board because I think the board's closed. Uh, Izzo spoke with Audrey Dahlgren. She is the sports director at WLNS. And he said he was down to three guys. All with MSU ties. Now, I know I just gave you four names, uh, Maurice Joseph being one of them. Maybe Tum Tum wasn't actually part of this like I thought it was or like I've been told. And that's fine. Um, but also, more importantly, Izzo told uh, Audrey Dahlgren that this was all going to wrap up within the week. This interview was done late last week. I think the guy knows that he has the job of those four names. And obviously, Maurice Joseph, not one of those names. So, yes, I don't think this was a Maurice Joseph spurning MSU for a Butler chance and Izzo just sitting on his hands and just letting these guys take jobs elsewhere. No, Izzo has the guy, and I think they're waiting for after the Memorial Day weekend to announce who this assistant coach is going to be. Heck, if you listen to this podcast on Tuesday during lunch, it could very well be announced already. Um... Do I know the heavily rumored name? Yes, I do. But do I want to wake up tomorrow morning with a horse's head at the foot of my bed because I spoiled it? No, not necessarily. I'd like to not have Tom Izzo call someone and have him put a uh, uh, something horrible, horribly malicious in, in my mailbox. Like, I, I don't know. Is that service that anonymously mails fecal matter to people still up and running? I don't know. If they are, they could be a sponsor of this show. I'd be a great customer for them. Um... Yeah, so I think it is going to be here pretty close. Now, the other thing I'm not worried about, and I know this took forever to uh, get a guy named, should he be named Tuesday or Wednesday or next Friday for all I care, it, it actually doesn't really bother me that this took this long to fill out the third assistant role on the bench. Yes, I know I've joked about it. I know that last week I said, hey, let's get an update with the MSU assistant coaching search, and then I played, like, the cricket sound effect. But no, on a real note, like, I I can't be that bothered by it, and here's why. It's actually what he just told Audrey Dahlgren, is that the three guys that he was considering all have MSU ties. And it was always going to be that way. And with that said, I don't think any of those guys I just named quite honestly, I don't think they're hot commodities for much other big programs. I don't think, you know, Kentucky is calling the phone of you know, Thomas Kelly or Tum Tum Nair necessarily or Chris Fowler wondering how fast they can get there. I, sometimes this is just how it works in assistant coaching. Like, a job opens up at a place you're familiar with, and that is where you're going to get called to, not a place that you have no idea the coach or the program or anything like that. It's always just going to be, it was always going to be a guy with Michigan State ties, whether they were a grad assistant with Tom Izzo, a former assistant coach with Tom Izzo, a former player for Tom Izzo. It was always going to be that. So with that said, 
Izzo had time to just kind of sit there. It's not like this is going to be a hot search and the names at the top of his head were at the top of anyone else's head. So, yes, this was a methodical process. And I'm not saying this in a way to, like, dog these guys. Like, oh, they're so underwhelming. Like, no, I have faith that Izzo can build a staff. I have faith that whoever he's going to hire is a great pick. Do I agree with how he attacked the transfer portal this year? Or rather, didn't attack the transfer portal this year? No, of course not. But at the end of the day, he knows a lot more about basketball than I do. And with that said, I think building a coaching staff is a lot better than building a basketball roster. And yeah, taking his time doesn't really bother me. I understand if it bothered you. I understand if you got a little impatient. Lord knows I'm very impatient with a lot of things, especially with my Michigan State Spartans. But no, I'm not really freaking out that it took this long to hire a guy should they make a formal announcement some point this week um so just just that i you know hey i know i've been a little sour michigan state hoops this offseason but uh I, I just wanted to lend some optimism some uh some some com- comfort maybe i don't know if you want to call it that but some comfort um around the whole assistant coaching search so there's there's that and hey before uh you know we get into the third and final segment one time for our guy Draymond Green of course playing in the NBA finals with the dubs the Golden State Warriors um if he wins the finals yes the NBA finals which right now at betonline.net the Warriors are minus 150 favorites to win the series against the Celtics as I knock on wood there if they win this would put Draymond Green in a five-way tie for first place amongst active players with the most rings. Yes, it would be his fourth ring. He'd be tied with, of course, teammates Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, and then, well, Draymond Green would be number four. And then number five is LeBron James. So, yes, he would be one of five active NBA players with the most rings with four And also, historically speaking, if he does win that fourth title, he becomes one of just 31 players ever with four or more titles in NBA history. Way to represent Draymond Green. Obviously, massive fan of his. Not done talking about him just yet, actually, because there's a hypothetical question with him coming up next segment. But first, um, if you're listening to the podcast, we just got to take a short little break. And if you're watching on YouTube, we'll just roll right into it right now. So let's just get into it, shall we? Mailbag time. Uh, Locked on Spartans at gmail.com. Got two sensational, sensational emails. First one is from Brian. He writes, so Michigan State add another player in the transfer portal. Now, he meant football. Um, it was titled in the headline, MSU football questions. So he's talking football here. Uh, if so, who are your top three wish lists of positions that you would want to see filled with a final transfer spot. Now, with that said, um, and this is all held to uh, Justin Thin here. I actually uh, DM'd him really quick before starting recording. Like, hey, does MSU have one more spot? And he reminded me that that 85 threshold is immediate. Like, all that you have to do is just get your number below 85 total players. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, incoming freshmen or transfers, yada, yada, yada. I forgot that was for this year. So thank you, Justin Thin of 24-7 Sports, who will hopefully join us sometime next week or this week uh, to clarify that before I dive into this. With that said, uh, Michigan State is still a little bit away from going under 85. So this is a hypothetical answer to the question because I actually don't think they will be adding another player in the portal. If they do, they're going to have to say goodbye to a few more players. And since it's after May 1st, the deadline to guarantee yourself eligibility for next season, that's going to be pretty difficult. But, hey, 
It's the offseason. It's a mailbag question. We're here to play along. What are the top three positions I'd love to still see filled in the transfer portal? I don't know how I can go with any other position other than offensive tackle for number one. You have Spencer Brown at right tackle. That's awesome. You have Jared Horse at left tackle. That That's great. And then behind them, it is unproven. Guys, it is Ethan Boyd, who I'm sure will be a fantastic player one day. Of course. He, he could be a fantastic player right now, for all I care. It's just, and I, I sound like a broken record player whenever we talk about this, it's just my biggest angst in the world is just unproven players, especially in the trenches right there. Hey, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised if something terrible happens, like an injury to the starters happens, and then Ethan Boyd comes in and he just wrecks shop. You know, he's just unbelievable. That'd be great, awesome. But if we can get a transfer that has a few years under his belt already, some reps, some live game reps, some starts, we're getting nuts. I don't know how many transfers out there still have just starts at offensive tackle because it's probably slim pickings at this point. But still, I would love to add a a depth piece to the offensive line right there. Uh, Number two... Why not defensive tackle or defensive end? I, that's always fun. I, so I think any time that you can get just more trench players in general is not a bad play. And then last but not least, anyone in the defensive backfield for, for number three, whether it's another cornerback. Yes, I, I'm feeling... I don't want to say optimistic and like get people's hopes up that we're going to have this top 15 defense all of a sudden uh, or pass defense all of a sudden, but like it's going to be better than last year, I think, with the experience coming back the way that those guys were trajecting before they got injured. And also, hey, Amir Speed, too. That's a lot of fun as well. But let's say that it still is a little rocky. Would I like a little bit more competition in the defensive backfield room? Yeah, I don't see how you ever say no to that or how that would ever hurt you as a team. So, yeah, it's it's number one, offensive line, specifically offensive tackle. Number two, defensive tackle. Yeah, why not? That'd be fun. And then number three, defensive backfield. But all in all, Hey, even if this is the end for Michigan State's transfer portal season, bang up job, I would say. Bang up job. They added a lot of great pieces at a lot of position groups that needed great pieces. So, hey, let's let's let it rip. God, I cannot wait for the season. Let's go. God, September 2nd cannot get here fast enough. And last but not least, let's end the show on this great hypothetical from JD, who writes in, Memorial Day got me thinking of this hypothetical. You are in a boat on a lake, and Mel Tucker, Tom Izzo, Draymond Green are joining you for a day. I'm holding up four fingers on YouTube because this is going to be a four-person question. And you can play along at home, of course. One person is tasked with driving. One person is tasked with food slash drinks slash etc. One person is in charge of music. And the fourth person chills. How are you divvying this out? Okay, that's a lot of pressure, first and foremost. Um... I don't want the music. I actually have written down in front of me, me, music. And as I'm talking right now, a light bulb just went off in my head that, no, that's actually a horrible idea because I know no matter what I play, someone on that boat is going to hate it and they will let me know about it. I'll try to play everything. I'll try to play to everyone's crowd. I'll play some uh, Italian accordion music for Izzo. I'll try to play some recent stuff for Draymond. But when I'm playing Draymond's music, Izzo's going to say something. When I'm playing Izzo's music, Draymond's going to say something. Mel Tucker, he's a wild card. I don't know if he's ever going to say anything to me, for crying out loud. But still, music, maybe not for me, actually. So we're actually going to put Draymond Green for music. We're going to put Draymond Green for music. Um, I, I'll drive. I'll drive. Uh, I'll keep it at a nice, cool pace. 
Um, I I will get distracted. It, it will be erratic out there, but uh, I'll drive. I have no boat driving experience whatsoever. Never in my life have I touched a steering wheel of a boat, if that's what, even what they call them on boats. That's how little I know about that. But I'll drive because I'm going to need Mel Tucker to do food, drink, etc. And the etc. fascinates me because I'll do my annual cigar smoking on that boat probably, and I know he'll bring the good stuff. Probably get five puffs in and then just start coughing all over the place. And then I just get weird looks from all three of them. Like, how'd this guy even make it on the boat in the first place? Who invited him? Why is he even here? We would be having a great time if it wasn't for this guy. Uh, and then, so that means fourth and f- fourth and foremost, uh, Tom Izzo gets to just chill. He gets to hang out. And I kind of like that because if Draymond's just on the ones and twos, it's not like he's doing a ton of work anyway. They can just go back and forth with their stories, their trash talking, their conversation, because I, I would love nothing more in life than to just be a fly in the wall for a dinner, a car ride, or in this case, a, a boat ride, just for uh, some, some Draymond Green and Tom Izzo interaction. And yeah, Tom Izzo, of course, strikes me as a guy, if you could just sit him down for... A five-hour boat trip on Houghton Lake, like he could he could do all five hours just by himself, just talking, and you will never, ever for a single second be bored. So yeah, that sounds like a dream, right there. Um, that yeah. So if anyone has a boat and has connections to Mel Tucker, Dream of Green, Tom Izzo, I would love to uh, actually put this theory to the test and test this out to see uh, how fun it would be and uh, also how bad I could drive your boat. So. I know I really sold myself there to be a captain of your boat that you would lend out, but hey, here we are. So, gang, this is the end of the show. Yeah, that kind of flew by. I feel like it always does here. Um, thank you so much for joining us and starting your week off of a nice Memorial Day weekend with us at Lockdown Spartans. That's right, we will be back with three more shows this week. Uh, we, we will have Connor Muldowney eventually. Uh, hopefully Justin Thind to talk about this massive recruiting month for Michigan State. And then I'm still working on... Uh, another person for Friday's show. If not, then hey, it's just me. If you got mailbag questions, please lockdownspartans at gmail.com. Keep it tuned here. Whenever there's news, we're going to break it for you. We're going to break it down, whether it's a recruit, whether it's an assistant coaching, a basketball hiring. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, keep it tuned here to Locked on Spartans. And thank us again, you know, for the probably 15th time I'm saying this, for making us your first listen every single day. Now go make. Locked on Big Ten, your second listen. That's with my guy, Nate Dickinson. Brings you up to speed on everything around the conference. He, he does a great job there. You you want you want to stay learned on the Big Ten? Locked on Big Ten with Nate Dickinson. Just like this show, it's free and available. Where you find folks, get your podcast. Love you all. Go Green.